1: thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's.
2: everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's March 31st. It's 2023. Last day of March. Baseball season kicked off on Thursday. And I'm joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice06. Chief, we got baseball. I let the fans vote. Uh, The listeners vote. The, The listeners voted baseball 76% compared to basketball so we're doing baseball today i was gonna plan on doing basketball but hey you know that i do not care when we're gonna talk baseball over basketball
3: man listen i'm super pumped um i've been waiting on baseball forever i'm excited um it's been a, a fairly good day overall i i you know i uh, i'll need Stephen kwan to you know pick up at least five over five fantasy points for me to cash some, have a nice cash on some other things but other than that man i'm, I'm pretty pumped um you know blake snell just picked up another strikeout which cashes a little 5x opportunity for me so uh, i am i'm very excited about the season and this is uh you know i get to come on on a a short slate which should be fun we can chop it up a little bit and then uh to help these people make some money i think based on the previous podcast we should have a few people that put a few more dollars in their fantasy accounts
2: what's up youtube hope everyone's having a fantastic thursday night if you listen to the podcast yesterday we'll just kind of talked about it um we're off to a stellar start we were very heavy on the podcast yesterday on the boston um, baltimore game it was my main team on both sites had Scherzer done anything, it would have been a monster day. Very good day. As of right now, I know, like, the San Diego game's still going. It's, it's looking like it's going to be a really good day. Um, So, very high on that game. I, one of the rare times that I won't be on DeGrom, and it kind of worked out. So, Garrett Cole looked fantastic. Man, Garrett Cole looked really good. And I think Scherzer looked good. He just had a, pit, like, an umpire that, like, had a, Man, his strike zone was small. So um I, I listen, baseball, we're not in full swing, but we're we're man, we're gonna be crushing here soon.
3: Listen, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned Cole. And I, I don't know if I talked to you about this, Stevie. And maybe I mentioned it, but you know, I kept up with every spring training start for every starting and non-starting pitcher. And so, you know, if you kind of if if you look at my notes or heard me talk about anything there were two aces that i felt best about and that was Scherzer and Cole because of the starts that i saw them accumulate from start to finish Scherzer with the build up from start 1 all the way to the end i mean Scherzer was in mid season form probably by about start 3 or 4 um you know i saw him mow down a team for like 9 strikeouts or something like 5 innings or whatever it was and, and he even worked his way up to 100-plus pitches in a start. So I knew he was ready. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, had the stuff from the beginning. So started spring uh, training camp, you saw the strikeouts. The next start, you saw the strikeouts. The start after that, you saw the strikeouts. And his last start, you could tell it was more, let's go through the motions, let's get to 80 pitches, let's not hurt ourselves. So he backed yeah. off of it a little bit. I said, okay, but I wasn't worried about it. I knew he was ready. Those two aces were guys that, you know, I I felt were going to do well, and, and of course, they came out today. Uh, Scherzer went 6-0, 6-Ks, 90-something pitches. I'll take that. Um, You know, he's a guy that we know. He actually gets better the longer he goes in the season.
2: Yeah. Um. All right, before we jump into this little five-game slate, I just want to... Two things really quick. Um, Two housekeeping notes. Again, if you are new, welcome. And if you're not new, we have a new Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page uh, that we started in basketball season about a month, month and a half ago now. And you can come on and hang out with us during the shows live now, so the podcast... I mean, it's still going to be on however you listen to your podcast. It's still going to be in podcast form. It goes up on the Grinders Live page at night now until the morning. So there's a, there's like so many different ways that you can take in the morning grind now that has started during NBA season. So really appreciate all the support yesterday. Um, I mean, it was, it was fantastic to see all the messages and everything. And, you know, people are excited about baseball being back. No one's more excited about baseball being back than me. Um, I love baseball. This is my favorite time of the year. We got baseball going. We got NASCAR going. Disc golf season just started. We got NBA playoffs right around the corner. NHL playoffs right around the corner. Like This is one of the best sports times of the year. I was watching F1 practice before we jumped on the show. So, listen, I'm ready to go. Let's talk some baseball. Again, if you're um, hanging out with us on YouTube chat and you have a question, I try as hard as I can to uh, um, answer questions as we're going. So let's jump into it. We get started with the Mets and the Marlins. This game has an eight total um, and a slight favorite on the, the Mets. It's like minus 118, so very close to a pick em game when it comes to baseball. got david peterson going up against jesus lazardo we'll start with peterson i will i mean a a solid spring training for peterson uh 68 and 66 pitches in his last two spring training starts 0.8 whip um had a really solid spring training he is 6600 here pitching on this slate it's like we talked about all the elite pitchers on yesterday's slate and then we go to this slate and it's like the complete opposite. So yeah. um, what are your thoughts here? Do you have any interest in Peterson?
3: Uh, I, I actually think he's okay. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I saw, I think all of his starts as well. Um, I think I tracked all of his starts, you know, had some good stuff. Now he is a guy that he's going to get some strikeouts. He's also going to work himself into some trouble in at least one of these innings. And you just got to hope that uh, they don't crush him in, like, in inning. Like, hope he doesn't give up four or five. But other than that, you know, Miami, the bottom of the order, should be a little bit better this season. Now, their team still isn't great, but they've got some, you know, what I like to call professional hitters. You know, when you go out and get a guy at the top of the lineup uh, that just doesn't strike out at all, and then you go and get um, – Oh, my gosh. Gene Segura, like, you're trying to improve your K rate. So he's going to have a tougher time than usual with this team. But in the middle of the order, they've still got some bats that just free swing. So at 6,600, I don't think you can ask for probably, you know, a better pitcher on this league. I mean, uh, as a reference point, and I know I'm talking a lot, we'll be in midseason form here soon. Kyle Freeland is 7,200. I'd absolutely be playing Peterson. I think he's undervalued.
2: Yeah, I think he's a solid pitcher. 28% K rate last season. Um, I, I mean, 26% Ks against righties. Going to face two or three lefties in this lineup. Um, I mean, Jazz is going to be an everyday player. It's whether or not like they're going to run Wendell out there um, against lefties or not. So I, I think he sees one or two. And then if they play Wendell, potentially three uh, lefties in this lineup. So, I, I mean... Peterson is a decent K rate guy. He's facing a team that has five guys in their lineups with tri- strikeout rates over twenty seven percent against right left handed pitching last season. There's some power, you know? You got Cooper. You got Solaire. Um, Singura is good against left handed pitching. He doesn't strike out a lot. So, I, I mean, I think it's baked into the price a little bit, though. Like this guy's cheap. He's sixty six hundred. This game's in Miami. It's one of the best pitching environments, unless the roof is open. And even if the roof is open, it's not like it's 95 degrees in Florida right now. Um, I think it was like 76 today. So I, I think he's he's playable. And, you know, we're going to talk about a couple guys um, that I like a little bit more. But price-wise, I mean, he's fantastic um, on this slate. Going to Absolutely. going to the other side of this game, we got um, Lizardo. Alcantara... Um, he, I mean, he didn't look bad. It's just, again, we saw that same type of Mets approach against him. They're a little bit worse against left-handed pitching. Um, they strike out a little bit more against left-handed pitching. Jesus Lazardo, ceiling-wise, is one of the highest strikeout rate pitchers that we have on this slate. 81 pitches in his last outing in um, spring training, which is definitely what we wanted to see from him because he's already someone that's kind of limited pitch-wise, so I think both of these guys are in the 80 to 90 pitch range. And I think both of these guys are playable in this environment.
3: Yeah, absolutely. If I'm not mistaken, Stevie, I think Jesus Lozardo also had four or five strikeouts in that game. I think that's what it was. Um, I have
2: him down for 18 strikeouts and 16 spring training innings. So it's, it's probably really close.
3: Yeah, I, I think Yeah, I think it was four or five in his last last start. Um, I I like Lozardo at 7,800. Um I mean, really compared to what we're going to see with some of these other teams, nobody's in a great spot today. And so, you know, if, if you're saying, hey, Lazaro gets the bets um, at seven eight hundred, I, I don't I don't hate it at all. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's had some control issues from time to time, similar to Peterson. Like, both of these guys are probably going to work them, their way into some trouble, and it's just, just don't get blown up when you do that, and I think we're fine. So, yeah. Um, at 7,800, hundred, I'm
2: in on Lazaro for sure. It's a it's a completely different slate than yesterday. Yesterday we had yeah. ten elite pitchers to choose from. The elite pitcher on this slate is probably Robbie Ray, and we'll talk about him. Um, and he's in probably
3: the worst spot. Almost, yeah. I
2: mean, Lance Lynn's getting Houston. That's a tough spot, and his pitch count concerns me. We'll talk about it. that's actually the next game we're going to talk about anyway. Um, so I mean, taking some shots like. Lazardo is not safe, but he has a ceiling. Um, he has a strikeout ceiling. He's a good strikeout pitcher. I took his um, more than 155 and a half strikeouts for the season because he is a really, really strong strikeout pitcher. talk bats, though. Uh, just because we like uh, potentially playing a pitcher doesn't mean that we don't like potentially playing some bats. Uh, obviously, Alonzo, very good against left-handed pitching. He's obviously the guy you're worried about the most when you're you know thinking about playing Lizardo. They do have Marte. Um, Mark Khanna is good against lefties. Escobar is good against lefties. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what the lineup looks like overall because, I mean, they do have Fam, so I would assume Fam draws a start somewhere in this lineup. I think I don't fully stack the Mets. I don't think I have a five-man Mets stack, but I could see rolling out like a two- or three-man here and hoping Lazardo gets in a little bit of trouble and one of my batters uh, make him pay for it. And we saw teams are running. You know, there was plenty oh, yeah. of stolen bases on opening day. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Mets' bets?
3: Yeah, look, I, I think the Mets, if I will say this, if Lazardo ends up, you know, gaining some traction, the Mets are probably going to be a good stack today. Um just because of, like I talked about, you know, last season, we saw Lazaro 29% carry a three, six X trip, but he still, he was still walking a fair amount of guys and, and walking pretty equally to both sides of the plate too, Stevie last year, which was, which was very interesting. And so, you know, he's, he's got a good pitch mix. Um, but, you know, if I had to single out one guy uh, on this team and probably take him deep, it's definitely probably uh, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. I mean, if he, you know, Almost any pitch he throws, Pete's going to be going to be ready to roll. Um, so I I like him a ton. He's probably a good one-off play here. Um, if you even if you're not playing the Mets as a stat, um, you know, like I said, I, I like him a lot, man. I mean, on a sinker, Stevie, which is you know, it's probably one of his pitches he's trying to get ground balls on, which Pete's a little bit more of a fly ball hitter anyway. Six hundred ISO at least last season on the sinker from left. He's like I. Peter Alonso, I, I think one of the top plays on the slate, especially early on when some of the games, the the, the warmth hasn't picked up there in a the dome. I, I, I like, I, I think Peter Alonso one, one of my top plays here.
2: Open roof stadium, we got a, we got a, you know, not fully dome, open roof stadium where yeah. they can open it, they can open those back windows. Um, I mean, and if they do, it just becomes even better hitter's ballpark than anything else. So. Uh, yeah, I mean Alonzo, definitely a sinker crusher. Um, listen, all these people, lefty masters, righty masters. I'll start going pitch count or a pitch type masters, whatever. Yeah, don't at me. All right, Marlins that. bats here. Not a lot standing out to me for the Marlins. Um, I, Peterson, he does struggle with command from time to time. So maybe like a Solaire, Singura, Cooper three man. Um, not going to get to a lot of Marlins' bats today, though.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be there either um, because, Stevie, you know, once again, and, and this is this is the interesting part. If the lineup's close to today, which I'm sure it will be, like you, you're going to have a as and Segura, like you mentioned, that probably won't strike out. Those would be the likely candidates to take a walk or something. Cooper, Chisholm, Soler, Garcia, De La Cruz. 27%, 27, 27, 35, 32. That those were their K rates last season. Yeah. Um, and, and look, they could improve some. Like I understand that. But my point is as it as it stands right now, gosh, the middle of this order is right for the picking. Yeah. Which further supports our idea that Peterson at 6,600, 6,800, I just think this is a, a big mistake by DraftKings, even on a small slate. He should absolutely be more than Kyle Freeman. So I, Peterson He's going to be in good shape. Don't
2: forget, too, um, the Miami Marlins have Yuli Gariel. So I would assume yeah. they get him in here against the lefty. Yeah. Strengthens the lineup, a, you know, a little bit. You know, he's a very low strikeout guy. Hits the ball up in the air a lot against left-handed pitching. So they do have him. Um, so I would assume they they figure a way to get him in there. Yeah. Um, If and when, for what it's worth, not right now, obviously, but if Peyton Burdick gets the call-up, he has some power against left-handed pitching, uh, but we don't have to worry about that because he got sent down after spring training. So we're moving on. We got the White Sox and the Astros. This one has an eight total. Um, The Astros, a minus 156 favorite. Lance Lynn, Christian Javier. Lance Lynn first here. Always start with the visiting pitcher and visiting bats. We'll go Lance Lynn. Uh, he's eighty eight hundred, second Second highest priced pitcher on the slate. Pitch count's a little concerning for me. 27 and 42 pitches in his last two spring training starts. Um, I don't think he's fully stretched out from everything that I was seeing. And he did not have a good spring. He was struggling a little bit with command. He needs that command because he's not going to go out there and blow the ball by you. I think this might be a spot that I'm underweight on Lance Lynn even though like he's one of the better actual pitchers on the slate. Uh,
3: what if I told you I'm not playing any Lance Lynn on this slate? You already know Stevie like I I just I can't do it. And you know he, like you said struggled, had a rough spring training, not fully there. Stevie, this is the same way and I'll say this. This is the same way I felt about Aaron Nola, this is the same way I felt about Corbin Burns. It's the same way I'm going to feel on Saturday with Jack Flaherty. Guys that didn't have productive spring trainings, I'm avoiding them at all costs until they can prove to me that they're back to normalcy. And so it's not, you know, if they if they would have had like a middle-of-the-road spring training, Stevie, where ramp up, you saw some good moments and then they tail off at the end because they're just working through some things. Okay. But some of these guys just had bad spring trainings the whole time, control issues, bad command. Lance Lynn is one of them, not fully stretched out. I'm not playing any Lance Lynn.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like my initial thoughts. Um, That's kind of my initial thoughts as well. Um, I have a lot of interest in Robbie Ray. We'll get to him in a few minutes. Um, Just to kind of give you an idea of where I'm at. Listeners, an idea of where I'm at. Um, So... We'll get to Robbie Ray, but, like, I prefer Robbie Ray over Lance Lynn today and, like, oh, yeah. not thinking twice about it, to be honest. So, um a tough lineup, too. Like, you know, Bregman, and you got to go through that stretch of, like, Bregman, Alvarez, now Jose Abreu, Tucker. Um, you know, eventually we're going to have Altuve and Brantley. And um, Brantley. Yeah, Ooh. so uh, eventually, like, Houston, like, this lineup is not as good as it will be. And you could definitely, we saw Dylan C's like Dylan C's look fantastic. Um, so he,
3: did. he also had he, Bill Miller, but he still pitched great. He
2: no, he, I mean, Bill Miller yeah. or not, like the dude was, he looked good. No, no, he, um, he was crushing.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. He looked like, you know, everyone's kind of like, there's been a lot of people hyping up um him as like a potential like Cy Young. And I mean, he looked great. So, Um, with that, with all that said, I just, I don't think I can take shots on Lynn, even though like sees is coming off of a, a 10 strikeout game against this Houston team. So going to the other side of this game, Christian Javier, we had a question already in, um, YouTube chat. If, if we think Christian Javier is stretched out, my initial answer is yes. He threw 76 pitches two starts ago in spring training threw 24 pitches in his last start, but it was like four innings. Um, (laughs) Just so, yeah, it's so interesting when you see stuff like that happen. Um, But he was very efficient in getting ground balls. This Chicago lineup is not that great. There's some pieces in the middle, of this lineup that's good, but overall, uh, there's a lot of weaknesses in this lineup. Um, we saw them struggle a lot last season with right handed pitching with a better lineup, so I think Javier is towards the top of the board today.
3: Yeah, I, I like Javier, um, and I'm with you. Like, and, and let me just say this too for the listeners, Stevie. I, I, I was so ingratiated, I've been so ingratiated in MLB for so long now. I feel like I'm in mid-season form in terms of all the data I have going on in my head. <laughs> um, there were a handful of teams that re- basically they had their last start, the one before the last start. And Javier was a part of that bunch where, like you talked about, he had 70-something pitches and then 20-something pitches. The Phillies did that. The Cincinnati Reds did that. Like There were a handful of teams that they tail their guys off at the end. I'm not worried about Javier. I'm with you. I definitely think at 8200, uh, he's he's definitely in the mix for me. It is a small slate, so uh, some a lot of these picks I'm actually going to scratch them off. I'm going to have a real condensed pool today. Uh, Peterson's definitely in it. Javier is definitely in it at 8200.
2: Yeah, he's just he's. I think he's a really solid play. The fact that, like, like I said, he threw seventy-six pitches two starts ago um, in spring training, so I think he is in that like ninety ninety-five range, and can't be too picky when it comes to this slate. And I mean, he's probably a thousand dollars too cheap, you know, when we're looking at everything. So I think Javier is in a great spot. Um, I just there's not a lot of power in this lineup outside of like Jimenez. I mean, Anderson has power from time to time, but it's not like a huge power hitter. Let's talk some bats in this one. Any interest in any of the White Sox bats?
3: Uh, I mean, I think if I play any White Sox, Stevie, I, it's it's pretty much all one off. So, you know, Jimenez, you know, Robert, Tim Anderson, you know, Grandal. But overall, I'm not playing White Sox. If I do, though, it's it's just going to be one-offs. Like, I'm not stacking this team today at all.
2: Kind of where I'm at. Uh, probably don't get a ton of exposure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a good bit of Javier. I, I probably end up playing him on two of three or three of three teams today. So I probably won't end up on a lot of White Sox, and it's not even like a, a stack that I would like hedge stack with, um because I mean they're just a bunch of ground ball hitters. Anderson's a ground ball hitter. Vaughn's a ground ball hitter. Jimenez is a ground ball hitter. Yeah, yeah Osmani Grandal is a ground ball hitter. So like maybe they benefit here. Javier is a flyball pitcher and maybe they benefit from facing a fly ball pitcher. And I should be rethinking my hedge and my head. Maybe I am now, but overall I don't, I don't want to play white socks uh, going to the Houston side of this game. I mean, if Lance Lynn struggles, like he did a little bit here in spring training, I definitely want to get some Houston bats, you know, Alvarez, one of the top ceiling hitters on any slate, Bregman, Albreu, um, Tucker, and then just kind of piecing together, you know, with some cheaper, you know, guys that are in good lineup spots.
3: Yeah, man. I I think Houston actually might be one of the top stacks on the day because I think I think we may – there's enough information out there but I still think Lynn has enough name value for people to just not want to stack Houston. And so I'm willing to do that today against now. I'm going to be stacking this team every way I can up and down the lineup Alvarez. I think picking up Jose Abreu is a big pickup for them. Um, He's going to be a a centerpiece at 4,200. I really like Houston today. Big time.
2: All right moving along here we got the rockies and padres freeland against nick martinez this game is currently at eight total and the padres a minus 184 they open at 172 they're already up to 184 uh go kyle freeland first freeland he threw 68 pitches Last time out in spring training, he had two outings because he didn't start. He had two outings in the World Baseball Classic, six innings, 77 pitches in those two World Baseball Classic outings. In actual spring training, he did not look good. Um, In World Baseball Classic, he did not look good. So Padres are my favorite stack on the slate. I don't have a lot of interest um, in Kyle Freeland
3: today.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: Yeah, I could read off all the stats to you. Um, but just overall, this is not a good spot for freeland freeland is not a big strikeout guy 17 percent, 5x fib gives up a ton of hard contact soto lefty lefty hits with power i mean it's power not great um machado bogarts they have these like guys that hit left-handed pitching really well uh so it would be interesting to see if they still like leave Cronenworth and Carpenter in there, because Carpenter hits left-handed pitching's really, really well. So if we get like lefty, lefty, I don't expect Freeland to go too deep into this game. I think he's going to struggle in this spot. So um, I, I just don't want to play Freeland. We'll Talk about the bats. We'll talk about the bats in a second.
3: Yeah,
2: I got ahead of myself. It happens. It's early in the year. Uh, let's talk Nick Martinez on the other side of this game. The one thing that I'll say about Nick Martinez, he's not a huge strikeout guy. He doesn't typically give up a lot of home runs or get blown up. I wouldn't necessarily call him safe in this spot, but I think he's just a guy that goes out and throws maybe four or five quality innings. And I don't know if it's enough, but I also don't think that like it's not necessarily a terrible thing today.
3: Yeah, at 7,300, I don't hate Martinez. Like, I definitely play him over Freeland. Um, I I play him over Merrill Kelly today. Um, So, you know, once again, I'm going to run a tight pool. So I I think he's in the mix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, again I don't know if I end up on him today. I might make my my pitching like my pitching core might be like two or three guys today. Um I, I mean that's just my where I might end up. So I want to play Javier, I want to play Ray, and then it's really like Lizardo and Peterson, and I don't know if I get past those four guys. So all right, let's talk some bats here. Colorado bats uh, again. Nick Martinez, not a guy that typically gives up a lot of power. His hit distance is around 150 last season. Any interest in the Colorado bats here?
3: I, I, I mean, I think I'm on Colorado one-offs yet again. Like th- this does feel like a slate where maybe I stack one team, Stevie, and then I want yeah. use some some nice one-off pieces. Um you know, and, and obviously you can double stack. I'm, I'm not saying you can't, but um, I, I don't hate Brian. I don't hate Blackman. You know, I don't hate chrome Like, I think I take the power bets here. Um, you know, some of the other base path runners, like maybe I use them as fillers. You know, if I end up, like Daza led off today, he might lead off. He's probably going to lead off tomorrow as well. You know, maybe I use him at 3,200. But, you know, all in all, Colorado is just a one-off team for me.
2: Um, so man, I'm so excited, not this game, but I'm excited when we get to cores and we get like a really cheap, really cheap Mike Moustakis in course, um, <laughs> I'm going to be that sucker. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I'll be that guy. He's 2,900. He should, I would assume, I would assume he cracks the lineup. Um, I mean, they, they faced the lefty yesterday against Snell. So I don't, I think that's why he was out of the lineup, but I mean, If you have a guy like Moustakas, I think you play him until he gets hurt. Um, Good hitter, just can't stay healthy. So maybe some shots on Moustakas, probably more on FanDuel um, for that. So, yeah. So thoughts here when it comes to uh, the Padres bats of this side of this game?
3: Yeah, man. I, I think the Padres are, you know, big time in play here. Um I'm expecting Freeland to leave the game early. I mean, this this team is loaded, Stevie, top to bottom. And Xander's 4,800 on this slate. Um, You know, Soto's 5,200. Machado's 5,400. You know, they've got, uh, oh, my gosh, Uh, Cronenworth. And and I think Nelson Cruz might crack the lineup today. Like, it's just I, I think they've got enough bats. To, to really hammer at home here, so I I like him a ton, um, especially Nelson Cruz. If he cracks the lineup at thirty eight hundred, he was still hitting bombs in spring training. So, uh, give give me the Cruz man all day long.
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting if they like platoon him and Carpenter. And I don't think if Cruz starts, he plays the whole game. So I am a little concerned when it comes to that. I think you know we could see him get pinch hit for late in the game. Or maybe not even late in the game. I, th- I think like, I think overall, I, for me on the Padres, I have a ton of interest. I, I don't want to like mislead anybody, but seeing what the righties and lefties are when it comes to the lineup will be interesting. Because I mean, obviously lefty lefty, I have a ton of interest in Soto is Gresham going to be in the lineup? Is he going to hit lead off? What are they going to do with that spot? Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of wait and see. Um, it's the first lefty they face this season. So we really don't have an idea what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, waiting to see what the lineup looks like is something I'm going to do with the Padres. They're definitely a team. I'm going to stack um, one of my, at least one of my three teams will have a Padres stack. I have a lot of interest in the Padres. All right, moving along here, we have the Diamondbacks and Dodgers. Merrill Kelly going up against Dustin May. Eight total, Dodgers a 188 favorite in this one. Uh, we'll start here with Merrill Kelly, another person that um, got some World Baseball, World Baseball Classic starts. Uh, he had two starts for four and a third, 97 pitches came back from the world baseball classic through 34 pitches um in that last spring training outing Yep. any interest here in kelly
3: oh no no merrill kelly today
2: yeah it's kind of where i'm at the dodgers lineup is not as good i mean let's let's just be real this is not the best dodgers lineup that we've ever seen um so I think the Dodgers lineup overall is not as scary as it has been in years past. Um, I mean like the bottom half of the order, right? Peralta, Altman, Rojas.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this is less of this time. It's less about the Dodgers and more about, I don't think Kelly's going to be out there. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I, but I'm also with you. Like I'm, I'm not scared of the Dodgers. Um, They have
2: enough lefties too. Kelly struggles so much with lefties. They have enough lefties where I don't mind playing Kelly against like super right-handed heavy teams. They have enough lefties to worry about it.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, The other side, we got Dustin May. Dustin May was a little limited in spring training. 39, I think, was his top end for pitch count. This is a guy that's been limited, I I feel like, for his – whole career but will like last time out of his last like spring trading outing he threw five innings and 32 pitches so i don't want to no- necessarily say that like he was purposely limited this could be one of those scenarios where he went out and he threw 32 pitches in five innings and they're like hey you're gonna get the back end guys let's just go do 30 30 more pitches in the bullpen and ramp you up in the bullpen instead of either way, when it comes to Dustin may and pitch count, I'm already concerned halfway through the season. So the fact that I'm already concerned, like coming into a start is nothing unusual for me when it comes to Dustin may. Um, I'll say there's not a ton of strikeouts, you know, Lewis and Longoria. Carroll is someone that kind of a free swinger, even though like people are super high on him, he's a free swinger. Um, good prospect. Very good prospect. I'm not trying to say that. So, do you have any interest in Dustin May?
3: Uh, negative. I'm going to be avoiding Dustin May like the plague tomorrow. And most Dodgers pitchers this year, at least at the onset, I mean, it's him, it's Grove, it's Syndergaard, Um it's uh, not Castillo, geez. Uh, he's pitching today. Urias, like I, I'm going to be avoiding most of these Dodgers pitches early on, so I, he he is I'm treating him no different. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I have to. to.
2: What are the Dodgers? Are they in a rebuild year? Like say, let's save some money because we've spent so much money over the last five years. I don't know. Um, Dodgers start hot though. Watch out. I mean, they'll go out and
3: get some guys. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) they'll make some
2: stuff happen uh overall though i my my i have i think i my concerns for dustin may outweigh my interest for dustin may again i don't think the arizona lineup is like this uh, fantastic lineup but at the end of the day i don't think dustin may is going to go out and throw 95 pitches either so Sox and bats, uh, do you have any interest in the Arizona bats?
3: Uh yeah, I, I think Arizona is sneaky. Um, I'm I'm not expecting Arizona to, you know, be a world beater team by the end of the season, but I am expecting them to be pesky. And that that's what I feel like when I'm when I'm thinking about Arizona and kind of how they've got this team constructed. They feel like a pesky team. And I actually think they can rattle off some runs here. Uh <laughs> against the Dodgers. So I think I like them as a stack, not necessarily one one piece or the other. But, you know, you look at the pricing, Kito Marte's $4,400. Christian Walker's $3,300. Like, they're not expensive. Uh, and and this is a team that, you know, you use some one-off pieces. You know, I, I could leave $2,000 on the table and stack this team. So I, I, I like them a lot today. Um, I, I think they're a real sneaky stack.
2: Pricing is definitely not going to matter today for what it's worth, but Arizona yeah. is cheap. Um, and, and like the three man stack with Gary L coming over makes a lot of sense now too. Cause I mean, you get kettle Marte, you get Gary L and then you just kind of, you know, do I want to go Walker? Do I want to go Carroll? Depending on like how your build yeah. kind of ends up and it all just kind of works because of the price. And then like, you can do anything that you want with the rest of your team. So I could definitely see using Arizona as a secondary stack, for what, from what I've read, from what I've read, the Dodgers bullpen is still solid, so limits your late end in, late ending upside a little bit. Going to the other side of this game, the Dodgers bats. I know it's not the same Dodgers team as it has been in the past, and I just criticize that. But Merrill Kelly struggles against lefties. I like Freeman. I like Muncy. I like Peralta. I like Altman. If I'm playing those guys, I have interest in bets. I have interest in Smith. This is another team that I could definitely see full stacking today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't hate that one bit. You know, you, you talked about our good friend Freddie Freeman. He's 5,800. You know, if you want to get up to some of these big bats, then you're absolutely going to need to, uh, you know, play some of those cheap pieces. So I, I like Freddie, um, like bets. I, I don't hate Peralta. 3,500, you know. Uh, this guy's been around the league a while, Stevie, so, you know, he's a guy that could absolutely come out and get the job done. So I, I like him a ton. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the Dodgers today for sure.
1: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: All right. We got one last game. Thanks everyone for hanging out. I listen. I love this conversation stuff in YouTube. Derek was asking, when did my NASCAR DFS stuff start? Uh, I think, I think it was, I started doing articles eight years ago could be seven i don't remember i'm getting old you see the, like i have gray in my beard like, if you guys like if you're hanging out on youtube there's gray in my beard all right we got cleveland at <laughs> seattle <laughs> and we got hunter gaddis going up against robbie ray this game has a seven and a half total robbie ray and the mariners a minus 172 favorites hunter gaddis will um coming in here he was expected to be like a long relief guy and was it i think it was mckenzie got hurt so
3: yeah yeah mckenzie got hurt he pitched like one one inning or like one yeah. of the third innings and he was done
2: so i mean we didn't see him a lot last year we saw him a little bit at triple a level uh decent strikeout stuff above average changeup for gaddis decent slider below average fastball um and a below average fastball is going to struggle in the majors until he can get those other ones so um for me i look at this spot and i go i don't think gaddis is stretched out i think he gets about 60 65 pitches and we see a full-on long reliever long reliever bullpen type of game for cleveland so i really don't want to play hunter gaddis today
3: Oh yeah, no way! I'm playing Hunter Gaddis, Stevie. Like, just forget it.
2: Um, and then all right, let's talk Robbie Ray. I've been dying to talk about Robbie Ray. Um, this guy. You know, you were talking. We've been talking about like just how people have been struggling a little bit in in spring training. Robbie wow. Ray's strikeout stuff has not been struggling. Not um, at all.
3: And not game, been struggling. Nine.
2: <laughs> yeah, not been struggling at all. Um, and I know Cleveland's not a huge strikeout team, but they're also a team that just doesn't have a lot of power, especially against left-handed pitching. So I'm going to give the nudge here to Robbie Ray's hopefully elite strikeout stuff going up against a Cleveland team with very little power. And just I'm going to play a lot of Robbie Ray today.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. And I know you talked about like your small your small pool and maybe you're playing three guys. I think I'm going to end up with four. And I think it's going to be Robbie, Javier, Peterson, Lazardo, I'll end up with five, and Martinez. Those are the five I'll end up with, like, mostly. So I'm just trimming the fat with Lynn, May, Kelly, Freeland, Gaddis, And, that, and that, that's probably what most people are going to do. And I might just get aggressive and hit the lock button on Peterson. And that's how I get, like, super different. But who knows? All in all, though, I'm with you. Robbie Ray's definitely the best pitch on this league.
2: Yeah, um, what are they going to do with all the lefties? They have a lot of lefties in this lineup. They can't platoon all of them out because they have a lot of lefties on the bench. Like, Robbie Ray, like, legitly might get four lefties and has the potential to see five or six lefties in this lineup. Um, So. i i I just struggle not because like his walks go way down against lefties his strikeout rate goes way up against lefties too so like if they end up rolling three or four lefties out there it's just a bump it's just a bump to his ceiling so um not too concerned about pitch count i think he ends up in that like 85 to 90 range maybe 95 i don't think i don't think any of these starters go 100 pitches on today's slate for what it's worth um from everything that I was kind of looking through and I'll check the bat in the morning and see what it has projected for, you know, a median pitch count for these guys. So, um, I, I mean, I like Robbie Ray a lot. I look at the Cleveland lineup and I don't really have a ton of interest in, in the Cleveland bats. Um, if Ray's going to be chalky, I'll just be different elsewhere. And if Cleveland crushes Ray, I'll just move on to Monday slate. Cause if you don't know, I don't play baseball on the weekends. I'm way too busy with NASCAR. So, um, I'll just take a couple days off. Will that's
3: all yeah i mean i like it um take those days man you need your rest
2: um oh i don't take days let's be honest i am very busy
3: (laughs) i i I mean i mean this the multi-sport yeah sport yeah
2: but way too much gray in my beard to do multi-sports nowadays um (laughs) (laughs) let's uh cleveland bats i mean I i don't want to play any cleveland bats do you have any interest here
3: yeah, no, nah, I, I think I want to take take a pass here. No no reason to load up on Cleveland. I mean, look, Ray can work himself into some trouble. Like it's possible. Yep. Oh, and yeah. and Jose Ramirez maybe comes up and hits a home run or something, but I think realistically, Stevie, I don't think we see that tomorrow. Realistically. So, I'm I'm out. I'm out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of leaning the same way when it comes to Cleveland. Um Could you take shots on Ramirez? Yes. Could you take shots on Bell? Yes. Could you take shots on Rosario? Yes. Um, Can you take shots on anybody else? Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm not going to, but you can. Um, All right. So thinking that we get like, man, this is just one of those. Well, this is just one of those spots for Seattle where I'm just going to close my eyes, build out a team that looks somewhat good and see how the stack does um i mean that's we i don't expect much from gaddis i don't expect him to go out and mow these guys down like i said he has a blow average fastball that he throws 50 percent of the time so i like the seattle stack a lot it's in seattle not the best hitting conditions in the world but it's a five game slate and they're in a fantastic spot
3: yeah i'm, I'm with you hundred percent um this is definitely a spot where i think you know I don't know if I'd say close my eyes, but just open them and pick some Seattle guys. <laughs> uh Julio for sure. Um, I don't even mind Eugenio Suarez here, who, you know, good guy, man. It's got the power. Just just connect with the baseball. The big dumper, Cal Riley, just the whole team. I I I think this is a good spot for Seattle. Um in terms of stacks on this slate, I think they're probably they're probably my second favorite behind Houston.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, like this is a it's a great spot. Julio Rodriguez and Alvarez are my two top hitters on the slate. So, I mean, taking shots on any either one of those guys, and then Freeman's probably a close third. So, um, I mean, it's a fun slate. Like for a five game slate this early in the season, it's a fun slate because. We go from, like, the extremes as pitchers. Like, we go from what we had Thursday to what we have today. It's just crazy. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts.
3: Who do you got? Um, Honestly, I, I think if I'm going with anyone, I think I'm going with Peterson today against Miami.
2: All right, well then you'll leave me the layup. Thank you. Um, I'll go Lazardo. <laughs> the ceiling, stri- the the ceiling strikeout pitcher. I'll go Lizardo. Uh Over eight K, we have a few options today. Give me a guy over over eight K to score under fifteen.
3: Oh man, Merrill Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: I agree. <laughs> um, listen, I don't think it's crazy. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Lance Lynn. I'm oh gonna, yeah, th- those are the two guys.
3: Like, well, I mean, I
2: Dustin May. Dustin May's pitch count might be, yeah. but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lance Lynn. I don't like Lance Lynn today. Yeah, for Could sure. Could be wrong. I'm I'm wrong all the time. It happens. Over four thousand to hit a home run today. Who do you got?
3: Uh, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna roll with my guy, man. And I know he's give me Pete Alonzo. I just the numbers look too good today.
2: I like it. Um, I'm going to take Mr. 28 home runs himself, Hulu Rodriguez. I think this is a fantastic spot for him today.
1: Yeah. Like
2: Under 4,000 to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like to get some hits today?
3: I really wish they would have given me my guy, but he's <laughs> he's not on this slate. Don't worry. When Michael Brantley comes back, folks, you, you already know what's going to happen. Uh, we, we talked about the struggles with Kelly. I'm actually going to roll Peralta at 3,500.
2: Okay. Um. Did not expect you to take my guy. That's fine. Really? Now I have to. Yeah, you took. Wow. I gotta gotta look. (laughs) I usually write down like two, but I didn't write down two today. Um. Crap. (laughs) You got me. You got me. Listen,
3: I I like the Arizona guys too, for what it's worth. But Uh, hold on, I'll
2: find someone real quick. Um. You threw me off, Will. It's all your fault.
3: It would have been Stephen Kwan if he wasn't facing Robbie Ray for what? Is you know
2: funny. what? Give me, give me J.P. Crawford from Seattle. I like it. He's gonna get, I like he's it. gonna get two singles and two stolen bases. I like it. All right, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you got?
3: Give me Houston, man. I, I, I like Houston today. Top of my list.
2: Houston. All right. Ah, oh, I mean, I gotta go San Diego. I love this spot for them against Freeland. Um San Diego, Seattle, Houston, Dodgers. That that's gonna kind of be where I build around today as an overview of the slate. Any fantasy pick 'em plays or props or bets that you like here today?
3: Um, I do think so I figured this was gonna happen, like Peterson came out um with a projection of five and a half strikeouts and so I, I kind of assumed that's how it was going to go but on prize picks we have a projection a fantasy point projection uh for Peter Alonzo at six and a half and I think he can go yard today so I'm going to take the over uh for six and a half on Peter Alonzo
2: all right, um, over on our friends Prize Picks, I like the over or more more than four and a four and a half hits allowed from Lance Lynn today. I think oh, he's going to struggle a little. We have
3: one. Bit. Okay.
2: Yep. So the projections four and a half. I like more than four and a half hits allowed for Lance Lynn today. Um, another one that I was kind of eyeing. If you want to get you a little. Get a little play going over there. Um, I really like Julio Rodriguez today, so taking his over eight or more than eight fantasy um, hitter score, I like that as well. So any final thoughts before we get out of here?
3: No, sir. I am good to go, man. I'm glad to come on and uh, and, and hang out with you talk a little MLB. All right. Gonna wrap
2: it up here for Friday. Again, if you're a normal podcast listener, you want to hang out with us while we're recording live. We got a YouTube page now. Head on over to YouTube. Roto Grinders Morning Grind. Very easy to find over there on YouTube. I think if I did it right, let me check. Did I do it right? Um, no, I didn't, so never mind. Um, I thought like I fixed how to get to the page really easily, but just go search YouTube Roto Grinders Morning Grind and you'll find it. It's very easy to find. If you have any questions, just message me or send me a tweet on Twitter. And subscribe. That way you can get um, alerts when we get rolling here. So that'll wrap it up for Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. Live chat is awesome, awesome Dave. Live chat is awesome. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you again on Monday.